Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who's looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well-being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Hello and welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with myself, Polly Lavarello, cushy business pioneer and evergreen marketing expert. And today we're talking about what promise can you make to your clients? Now, why are we talking about this today? Well, we're talking about this today because I am actually in the middle of a launch at the moment. And so whenever we launch, we look at the data and we just take a look at the landscape and see if anything has shifted, if anything needs changing. There's certain principles when it comes to marketing that never change and that are timeless. Like, for example, knowing who your ideal client is, knowing where they're stuck, knowing what problem you solve. And there are other things to do with webinars and sales pages, certainly, that are kind of more time sensitive, that trends can impact. You know, at one point, everyone had biblical size sales pages that did really, really well. Then there was a phase of much shorter sales pages. So we see changes in the online business space all the time. And that's one of the reasons why when we talk about passive online business, you know, passive offers, passive marketing, that we do need to understand that you as a business owner will never be entirely passive. Um, you can certainly set up business structures to enable you to have a more hands-off business in terms of having team members for example, watching those trends and making those updates so you don't have to. But of course, the thing that that requires in the first place is you generating that recurring revenue in the first place to enable you to hire that person to make those choices for you. And that's the sticky point for so many business owners. And I imagine the majority of you who are listening to this right now. So we were assessing, you know, what's changing, what's stayed the same. And we're really, really excited about the new offer that we're sharing. And we know there's so many elements of that, that, you know, meet a demand, meet something that people, you know, it solves a problem for people. And that's super duper exciting. And so when it came to, there are a few changes we've made. And actually, I'm going to do a few podcast episodes for you to kind of talk about the various things that we've changed to make this launch more effective, because it has been highly effective launch. We've done it on a very small scale. So the results don't look phenomenal at this stage because we've not, for example, put a lot of money into ads. So and I have not been as visible because I've been a bit poorly recently. But based on the numbers that have come in, based on the percentages we're seeing, everything that we've been creating has been really, really promising. And so there have been a few things that we've assessed down to the kind of training that we've done. So one thing to share, like, at a surface level, which I'll go more in depth into in the next episode, is that this time we've decided to do a training rather than a traditional masterclass. Traditional masterclasses tend to sell you on the vehicle of the transformation. What I mean by that is someone comes to you, you name a masterclass based on what problem it's solving. And throughout the duration of that masterclass, you essentially sell them on why your unique way of, of hand, you know, addressing that problem is the fix that they need, right? Okay, so that's, that's what a masterclass usually looks like. And we've taken a different approach and created a genuine training that will create results for people. So that's one thing we've done differently. Another thing we did differently came down to the sales pitch. And that's what we're diving deep 
directly into in today's episode. So if you want to know more about the first part, about what it looks like to actually train people in a masterclass, then listen to the next episode where I'll share more on that. But if you want to know more about what we did differently with our sales pitch, have a listen. I'm really, really excited to share this with you. Um, So what we did this time for the first time ever is we made the decision to provide a guarantee, to provide a promise. Now, this isn't brand new in the marketing world, particularly in the US. It's a very like it's a staple marketing strategy. If you went to any kind of launch strategist, they would probably tell you to include a promise or a guarantee, particularly if they model their marketing methods on what's popular and tried and tested in the US. But it's one of those things that particularly holistic coaches, creative coaches, and even I myself has steered away from predominantly because obviously there's an element of what you can promise, which is what you're packaging up for them. And then at the same time, there's an element of humanness, right? There's that element of, but you don't entirely know what they're going to bring to the table. You don't know how much they're going to show up and they're going to commit. Um, So it can be one of those things that we can hesitate away from because there's that sense of wanting to ensure that the people who sign up are signing up because they are ready to commit to the process. They don't need a guarantee or a promise to feel ready. They trust in themselves. They trust in themselves to get the outcome. They'll show up however they need to. They'll consume all the content. They'll you know, follow all the processes that you recommend. And that's the kind of person you want to attract, right? And for a long time, and this is me being really honest here, by the way, but for a long time, I, you know, I, that's who I wanted to attract. So I didn't want to be emphasizing, you know, refunds or promises because I wanted somebody to come along who just had enough trust in me, had enough trust in the process I was sharing. And ultimately, the most important piece had enough trust in themselves to recognize they were ready to kind of throw themselves into this process and get the results. And so that is why for a long time, I steered away from making promises. And I noticed that's how the majority of my clients felt too. They were like, you know, if you're not feeling ready for a transformation, if you're not feeling ready to trust in the process, will you be somebody that's kind of coasting because you're leaning into or reliant on this promise or guarantee? So now we've got all the cards on the table about why people very often steer clear of promises and guarantees. Let's talk about why I've changed my mind about all of that. And ultimately, to be honest with you, it's slightly sad. The reason why I've changed my mind about making promises or guarantees in the online business space is because unfortunately, there are so many people at this stage who have been burned. They have been burned. And I think I'm also in the really fortunate predicament that I've supported so many clients now to get incredible results that I can also lean into the data as to like what my clients have achieved. I'm really confident about what those people required to be successful, what the kind of red flags were for those who weren't in a position to be successful. And a combination of being able to refine my messaging to repel those who aren't ready yet to take action and my confidence in my ability to magnetize those who are ready to take action, plus a combination of recognizing, you know, what did it take for those who are successful to be successful? What do I need to give you to ensure you get your desired result? Having confidence in all of those pieces. So piece number one, magnetizing and repelling 
the good fit clients and well, magnetizing the good fit clients and repelling the bad fit clients and being able to be really clear about that on my sales page about who this is for and who it is not for. Similarly, and, and knowing that from the get-go before they even get to my sales page, the likelihood of them getting to my sales page is slim to none if they're a bad fit client because everything I do in my marketing and messaging is designed to either magnetize or repel. So that means the likelihood of a bad fit client hitting my sales page is slim to none. So that's already something that I've done in my favor to reduce the likelihood of attracting somebody to work with me who really shouldn't be there right now. Secondly, the second piece is experience, working with clients and understanding what did they need? What did they lean into to get the incredible results they have? And how do I ensure all future clients follow a similar path that's going to work for them as well? Bearing in mind that, of course, it's never copy paste ever. Like we're all unique, all have unique businesses, all have unique strengths. You know, some people will come to work with me who will have years and years and years of expertise in their like business and be incredible at what they do, but have absolutely no common sense around marketing at all. And like that will be entirely new to them and things to me that land easily for them could be like climbing up a, a huge steep mountain. And similarly, I can have people come into my world who are amazing at marketing, um, have amazing expertise, but haven't quite figured out what the unique positioning is and you know why what they do is different from everyone else. And that can be the reason why they're struggling to make sales because they sound too much like everybody else. So everyone brings their own kind of bag of tools and, and experience to the table. And obviously it's understanding how can we create the, the process for them to ensure that everybody succeeds. So when you have confidence in that, then that obviously also makes it so much easier to make a promise because you know what your clients need. So one, ticked off, your messaging, your polarizing or magnetizing who it is that you either do or don't want to work with. Point number two is ensuring that you've got experience and how you support your clients. So therefore, it's much easier to make a promise because you know what it is that they need. And then the third and final kind of really important piece when it comes to being able to make a promise is sitting down and writing a list of what is it that you can guarantee. You know, obviously I work in the business space. I would love to be able to guarantee that everyone who came to work with me is going to come out the other side having a 10K month. But that would mean knowing exactly where everybody had started because some people come to me already at 8K months, in which case 10K is just a minor adjustment or at 3K months, in which case 10K months is a huge celebration. You know, it really, really varies as to where somebody comes in at. Like some people are experiencing 15K months, but they're fully booked one-to-one -one and they have no time free. And so actually their win is being able to update their business model to one that's way more spacious. So like everyone comes in to work with me with a slightly different objective, um, which makes it really hard when it comes to promises. Because again, that person who's really time poor is coming to me because they want more time. That person who hasn't quite nailed their niche and nailed their positioning is coming to me because they're ready to step into being that industry leader. They want for people, you know, they want to be able to be introduced on stages and know what they want to be introduced as. They want to be able to kind of not be comparable to anyone else in the market because they're not comparable. They know that, but they haven't found the messaging that communicates that. And for other people, it's just like, you know, I just want to get away from like that feast or famine coaching cycle and build a truly scalable business model. So people desire different things. So, you know, when you write down your list of what it is that your ideal client desires and what it is that you can promise, just allow that list to flow. 
Don't try and find it the first time or the second time or the third time. Think about what is it that you can promise? Is it that you can promise if they don't get their desired result that they'll get an additional one month one-to-one coaching with you? And what is that result that you're promising them? How specific can you be about that? You know, particularly in the kind of empowerment, self-development space, that can be hard to put a name to. But again, it's really important to be able to put a name to the result that your ideal client desires. Otherwise, how are they going to measure their success working with you? So it may be that they have to communicate to you what their desired outcome is and you then make them. I mean, it, it could fall under a number of guises. But obviously, in the context of running a group program, ideally, you want to think about what is the, 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 the desire that this person has? How are they going to measure it? How are they going to measure how successful they are? And if they don't feel they're there, what can I offer them on the other side? So like I say, it could be additional. It could be an additional one to one call. It could be additional Voxer coaching. It could be if your program is evergreen that they have the opportunity to extend their time working with you until they've achieved the desired result. It could be, in the case of my new program, Never Have I Evergreen, the investment is so freaking low. Like I know if somebody signs up to Never Have I Evergreen, they only need to make one to two high ticket sales in the four months that we're working together and they'll have made their investment back. Like that's not a huge amount of sales to make. And we've got four months to make it happen. Like if that hasn't happened for them, then they 100% need more of my support to get there because that is impossible. I'm not letting anyone walk away, not having generated that kind of money. So what I've been able to promise with my new program is that if you don't make a return on investment in the four months that we work together and you followed the process, because of course, I'm not just going to give that to somebody who's coasted, not shown up, not implemented, and then be like, this hasn't worked for me. Like, you know, you need to show up and commit to the process. Otherwise, what's the point in signing up in the first place? Obviously, when I say commit to the process, that doesn't mean everyone has to tick a whole bunch of boxes. Like your business is unique, but you know, you do need to create the offer. You do need to invite people to it. And you do need to create a marketing funnel to invite people to it, whatever that looks like for you. But if you've done all those things and you've not seen the sales you desire, then for me, I am more than happy to invite somebody to go back through the process with me to be able to attend those additional group coaching calls, to attend those additional copy clinics, to ensure that you're where you want to be. And I feel really, really good offering that because I see so many people in the online business space instead using really shady tactics of... Like, if you haven't got this result, then you weren't committed enough. If you haven't got this result, like, what what is your shadow side doing to get in the way? If you've not got this result, then you just didn't, you know, like, whatever it is, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that people kind of do in a slightly gaslighty way to um, repel people, to kind of make people feel guilt for why they've not got the results without taking any responsibility themselves. And I do appreciate that to a certain extent, because I do appreciate our responsibility only extends so far. And for example, with my new program, it's a a tried and tested curriculum that has supported some of my previous clients to create multi six figure funnels. So I know it works. And at the same time, people are human. I'm learning all the time. I've got a new client right now who's dyslexic who shared with me there's certain things I find harder to read. And she shared with me ways that I can help her consume my content more easily. 
So there's an element of always being ready to learn, always being ready to implement new things to make our content as accessible and, you know, achieve like as, as possible so that people can get the best results with it. Um, but there's also a limit, you know, right, to how much responsibility we have over somebody else's success. But to think about what are you willing to promise? And I think that's such an important thing to think about because that's what your client needs right now. That's what your client needs. And it shows them an assuredness in what it is that you've created for them, what it is you're inviting them into. So like I say, it doesn't need to be financial. I appreciate some things are really hard to measure. So it's just thinking about how will they measure their success? If you're not clearly communicating that, then you're going to find it harder to sell your group program full stop, promise or no promise. Then once you're clear on how they're going to measure their success working with you, thinking about what's your commitment to them achieving that success? What are you willing to do to help them get there? Is that repeating the time in the program? Is that an additional one-to-one? Is that additional time until they get to that place that they want to be at? Decide what it is and then make sure you include that in your sales pitch and look at how many more sales you'll generate as a result of that. So there we have it. I hope this has encouraged you to think about what are you willing to promise your clients. I hope it generates you many more sales in 2024. And if you're curious to know more about the other trends I'm seeing in terms of what creates better sales for evergreen funnels and live launching funnels, then tune into my next episode where I'll be talking to you about the trend around giving people a taste of what it actually looks like to work with you as a way to invite people into working with you in your evergreen offer or in your live launching offers. I'll see you then. And by the way, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do not forget to rate it or share it. I've received so many beautiful DMs in the last week about how much people are enjoying these episodes and how much it's helping them. So please do share and like. And if you haven't caught the training that I've been referring to on this call, or if you want to see a promise in action, do go check out the link below this episode. It's called Better Than The Rest Group Program. It's a free training on how to create the outline to your ideal group program. You're better than the rest group program. Um, It's had phenomenal results and had amazing feedback. So do go check it out. It will not be available indefinitely and I will be whacking on a price tag at some point because of the amazing results that it's achieving for people. So do go look at it while you still can and I hope you enjoy it. And I shall be in your ears next week. 